Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are middle of the week, and it is great to have you with us here for Sabres Live on site in Plymouth, Michigan at USA Hockey Arena. Marty, I feel like I'm very, very, very <laughs> much just a tiny honorary part of the program today yeah. here for USA Hockey. And uh, it's great to have you along here for Sabres Live. You should be. I mean, this is where um, a lot of the Sabres background coaches and players, uh, they've all gone through the USA National Development Team program. So development yep. program. So um, maybe just you being there is going to actually spark some conversation pieces in the locker room next year. You should take a lot of notes. I said. Uh, but it is a fantastic facility. Uh, a lot of players in that area actually go back to it just to work out in the summer and get ready yeah. because everything is there. Funny enough, you mentioned that because USA Hockey comes to Buffalo a lot. They're mm -hmm. actually in Buffalo right now for their summer festival, like the U15, U16, U18, whatever. They're at Northtown Center. Mm -hmm. um, so I know a lot of people that are in Buffalo. But those that make the program out of those festivals that happen in Buffalo all go to Plymouth, Michigan. Mm -hmm. They all part of the program. They live there. Uh, they develop there. And it's it's a great, um, you know, a great program in a great area. Yeah. I mean, forever it was Ann Arbor. And then, uh, you know, yep. the rink was built here in Plymouth. It's a, you know, twin rink. I'm sitting smartly in between the two in the warmth of the, uh, <laughs> of the uh, you know, kind of waiting area, the viewing area, if you will, between the two facilities. And, uh, and of course, over my right shoulder is one of the most famous lines ever crafted um, by a hockey person, let alone a legendary coach, both at the collegiate, the NHL and international level. And that's Badger Bob Johnson. And, you know, I, I remember this quote vividly. Yeah. From my childhood, probably, you know, mid 80s ish would be the first time I heard it. And to sit here with that written on the wall behind me, it's a great day for hockey. It kind of ties in with something you and I and our audience and all of us, we interact in, you know, we talk about music all the time. It's kind of why I'm on this road trip, right? Yes. Sometimes the most beautiful lyric is born out of the simplicity of it, right? Like don't overcomplicate things. And how, how much simpler could it get when you're sitting in an arena showing up for work or play or whatever? It's a great day for hockey. 
Like, I love that. It'll never not be one of the best things ever said by any leader within the game. Now, if you don't know Badger Bob, uh, please do your research because he has been so influential to a lot of hockey programs. And I remember, Duffer, going into the Mellon Arena, the old igloo in Pittsburgh, and looking at all the, the numbers and the names that are retired at the top banner. And I remember stupidly one year say, who's this Badger Bob guy? And they're like, you don't know who Badger Bob Johnson is. And they... Like the guys on the team absolutely ripped me a new one. <laughs> and and there is uh, so I did my research, right? And and so he was coaching the Florida the Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. in the late 80s, early 90s, when unfortunately he got sick and passed away. That's when Scotty Bowman came in, right? In mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. That's why yeah. Scotty Bowman got to Pittsburgh coaching Jagger oh. and Lemieux and all that, those great teams of the early 90s. Bob but won that was, the first cup with them. Bob won the first cup and then Scotty won the second. But that Bob Badger Bob put the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes, they had great players, but mm-hmm. he put them right as the winning team, right where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he brought that culture and the work ethic and, and all of that. So it's a great day for hockey. It's a really wonderful sand. But it comes with one that I remember seeing every day in the locker room in New York with the Rangers. And, um, and it, look, it was later in my career, but mm-hmm. I remember it was written in bold right across as you went onto the ice. It says, it used to say, everybody wants to win, but not everybody is willing to prepare to win. Mm-hmm. And that's when you would go onto the practice ice or into the gym. You saw it every time because you play a sport. Everybody wants to win. You don't play a, a sport to lose, right? Like it's the, uh, uh, it's the, the, I think it's Martina Navratilova that said, like, uh, you know, you got to be happy with a silver medal or whatever. And she goes, no way. Like, you want to win. Nobody's happy with a second place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to win. So, but not everybody's willing to put in the work. And it's funny because right now, summertime is when you put in the most work mm-hmm. to achieve success the year after. And that always stuck with me because that was maybe one thing that I lacked of a little bit is that you know, preparation, mm-hmm. um, not in games, not even in season, maybe more in the off season. So mm-hmm. I remember getting to New York and reading that line and thinking, wow, okay, I got to put a lot more work than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so those saying by great people are always, uh, you know, nice to see. I think what's, you know, uh, a harsh reminder is that how, how long it's been since, you know, these words were uttered and and how short a time we actually had with uh, with Bob Johnson. He was only 60 when he passed away in 1991. And that was after winning the Stanley Cup and literally months after. And then, you know, this was he had also taken Calgary to the cup final in 1986, um, but was only a head coach in the NHL for parts of six seasons. So, you know, the, the resume expanded far beyond the NHL. And I think that's, again, kind of the purpose of, of why we're talking about it right now. Like we're, I'm sitting here in a development rink in Plymouth, Michigan, and those words are over the shoulder and both rinks are, you know, and not to mention the training facility, which yes, uh, did uh, brush shoulders with a few uh, NHL NHL players that uh, were training here today. Uh, obviously, Amherst coach Seth Appert was, uh, was good enough to, yes. you know, guide me in here and get me all set up. But um 
I will say this. I'm surprised that he didn't hire you as an assistant coach. You guys have gotten pretty tight over the last few <laughs> years. Like, I'm surprised there wasn't a, a role as a uh, um, an anal- analytics department heads or something, uh, research video, something. Like, you probably you were on his You need a college degree for that, which I will <laughs> unlikely uh, never hold. You don't uh, need. You have yeah. earned a degree in hockey expertise over the last few years that I feel like a lot of uh, coaching staff would uh, would appreciate. Okay, I'm not going to drop names because I want to protect the innocent. But in this case, it's not really innocence that I'm protecting. But I don't want to give away the NHL names. Okay. But I will say this. To no one's surprise, one of the first things that this NHL player said to Seth this morning when we walked into the gym, how's Donnie G? Oh, he's, man. He's the best. Yeah, and like that's unprompted, right? Like, it, it, and it's just that, which again, like this is Badger Bob, right? Like this, this kind of positivity that certain individuals bring, and I mean, this this was a well, well, well established NHLer. Now there were a lot of young, up and coming NHLers that are also training here, but like this is the beauty of all this stuff. Like we can. We can throw it out there and people can choose not to believe it. <laughs> but when you actually see it in person in the gym and second week of July, it's unprompted and it's real. It's real. It's definitely real. And I think I remember, <laughs> again, for the good and the bad, right? I did a French radio interview a couple of days ago and they asked me about Alain Vigneault's hockey retirement from coaching. And I said, well, you know what? Alain Vigneault and I didn't see eye to eye. Now, he was a great guy, and I loved him off the ice. And when mm-hmm. I didn't play for him, he was great. But we, I had him in juniors, and I had him in, in New York with the Rangers, and I retired. I, we didn't see eye to eye. We did not have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. But I can still tell you who my junior coach was for a year and a half before that. His name was Joe Canale. And if I yeah. saw Joe right now, he coached the World Juniors Team Canada team for a few years, and he was very successful junior coach. If I saw him right now, I'd give him a big hug. He used to come to Montreal when I played with the Sabres and come to the games, come down to the garage after, see me, talk to me. Like James Patrick to Dylan Cousins and Matt Savoy and Zach Benson or whatever. No, Dylan Cousins. Not Dylan. Uh, Peyton Peyton Krebs, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, James Patrick. Like those people influence you in the right way. And Mm -hmm. Don Granado was part of the programs with young players for a while that he influenced them in the right way that they will remember him for a long time. So it's great that that NHL player recognized that and said and called him Donnie G. He probably yeah, could have like, said Donnie Meatballs, but Donnie G is good enough for me. <laughs> no, I think you have to, I don't know. I think you have to spend time in Buffalo to be able to phrase that. You know, Yes. I, I feel don't like th- it's gone I, away I a little bit. The Donnie yeah, Meatballs movement has gone away. Yeah, I don't think it preceded uh, Don before Buffalo. I could be wrong on that. But, no, I uh, did not. So, ironically, if that's the right word, guess what the only NHL signing is that we're talking about today? DeAndre Miller? Na- National Team Program Development graduate, DeAndre <laughs> yes. Miller. You know what I mean? Like this. So, you're never that far removed from it. And, you know, what do you make of his deal? Before we get back into some storytelling, because I do want to weave this all together here. Yes. Just from a philosophical standpoint of like how best to use your time in the summer months when it comes to hockey training and, and all the rest of it. But Miller, we ended yesterday's show, and I again apologize for, you know, knocking you <laughs> off your seat 
I, I knew there wasn't enough time to have done it properly. But anyway, fact of the matter is our Sabres fan base is looking forward to the next contracts for Rasmus yes. Dahlin and Owen Power. Now, Dahlin took the bridge. He's got one year left on the bridge, <laughs> and he will then get paid like one of the top defensemen in the league. Power has but one year in the NHL. We presume that, well, actually, I don't want to say it. Let me ask you, do the Sabres, in fact, would they be okay with a bridge for power? And are you surprised that the Miller bridge with the Rangers is only two years as opposed to a sometimes common, more common, three-year bridge? Well, Darlene was a three-year bridge, right, at $6 million. And look, Darlene um, was the number one overall pick. Andre Miller is not. Um, and nobody is a first rounder. He is a first you know. rounder. Dalene had, had better offensive numbers, and obviously that is something that you look at. Um, so the two-year deal with Keandre Miller to me is I, I can totally understand why. The Rangers are tight against the cap. They have just over two million dollars now with that deal signed mm-hmm. uh to basically allocated for Alex Lafreniere. I don't know if Lafreniere is going to be able to get more than that. Look, there may be you know, they may go in with 21 or 22 players on the roster to start the season, not 23 just for that. But yeah. Alexi Lafreniere needs a new contract. And so Keandre Miller, being that it's a two-year deal, probably was able to get, the Rangers were able to get him at a lower price, knowing that he will go up from that in two years down the road. He's only 23 years old, right? So uh, for me, Keandre Miller at 23 like you get another deal at 25 and then maybe it's a seven or eight year deal at 25. You're going to hit the jackpot. So the Rangers not giving them three years lowered his AAV probably, in my opinion, knowing mm-hmm. that he'll cash in in a couple of years. Uh, and two, I feel that they're going to continue to evaluate because when you look at the Rangers blue line right now, obviously they have Adam Fox. Obviously they have Jacob Truba. And now they have Keandre Miller signed. But in a year from now, they're going to have to sign Ryan Lindgren. They're going to have to sign Braden Schneider. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be a couple of guys that are going to come up for contracts that will make good money. So you have the flexibility here with being a two-year deal that if you have to move somebody, and if it's Keandre Miller, a team will say, oh, well, sign and trade type of situation, right? Like we can have that flexibility. Oh, I love the player. Absolutely I do too. love Keandre Miller. I think, I think his growth has been oh, really impressive. And a couple of years. His growth, not only his growth, his size is impressive. And yeah. the way that he plays is impressive. So that's the part. I think it's that. Honestly, I think it's the way he plays. And and this is sometimes hard to break away from old school, right? Like, so yes. park, the, park the tough moments. Every single player has tough moments. But embrace the really, really good moments that he has, right? He's a game, he's a percent change of the way he skates and 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 dictates a little bit of the tempo. So I, I now love he's that. a game changer the way he skates. I feel like he's an extremely smart hockey player. And look, mm-hmm. it's hard when you don't watch 82 games of a team and see every minute of a team to yeah. to judge the hockey sense. But I watch him like especially when they're in Buffalo and we're in the building duffer and I can see him behind the play. Like how does he navigate up the ice? How does he jump and how does he prepare when a weak side rim is coming to be able to pinch, right? I, I feel he's really, really smart. That I like. Like, that's the first thing I look for. Hockey sense, hockey IQ. I like Keandre Miller in that department. But there's not a lot of players at that size that that have developed that because 
when you're in juniors or you're at the program, like you're bigger and stronger than everybody else. So you don't need hockey sense to, to elevate your game. You just need pure strength and speed and that's it. And yeah. that's the problem with a lot of players that have the God gifted skating ability or shooting ability or talent that they don't develop other part of their game when they do well, they become elite. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you have Erasmus Dahlin and he has all the physical abilities and the hockey sense, it's elite. Right. And Owen powers like that too. It's elite. Keandre Miller, in my opinion, is elite. Like that's what you get from those players. What do you think the coaching change does in New York, you know, especially for young players like a, like a Miller and the development there? I think the way Peter Laviolette has always played a uh, coach and, and I go back to his time with Nashville and I go back to his time with Washington, look at what Dmitry Orlov turned out to be in Washington, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, he allows his defenseman to do a lot. Mm -hmm. um, funny enough, Phil Housley is now on the Rangers staff. Let's go back to pre-Ralph Kruger, Phil Housley, Nashville, yeah. Yeah. but also here in Buffalo. Like Rasmus Dahlin came into the league, mm -hmm. Phil Housley is his head coach, and it's like, go, join the offense. Go, we want more of that. Roman mm -hmm. Yossi, right, in, in Nashville. like I Among like, the many others. like the you know, Among the, the many is, others, yes. Yeah, yeah, Preds have had a good run there. They had a good business. run. So I feel that the coaching staff in, in New York is going to allow for Truba, Fox, Keandre Miller and those guys to really, really turn it up another notch. So Keandre Miller and the Rangers are the first opponent for the Sabres this year. It happens oh, on yeah. October 12th, and it just so happens that half-season plans are available now. 22-game plans. Choose between the Royal and Gold Plan. Become a half-season member and receive access to exclusive events, savings on box office prices, the Sabres store, and more. Visit sabres.com slash memberships to learn more. So in the bigger picture then, as we you know view a nice deal for the Rangers and for Miller at 3.9, basically, times two years. Yeah. Um, and we've gone through, for the most part, the window of teams having their development camps right out of the draft. Philosophy on how much time, because you have a kid in this wheelhouse as well, um, how much time should young players be spending on the ice? Now, it's different when you are ascending in your career as opposed to when you're in your NHL or pro window and there's quite often off-season surgeries, maintenance time, and then a ramp up. But do you have like a sit back on the couch and back deck in the summertime and go, you know, I think guys spend, gals spend too much time on the ice in the summer. 100%. 100% yeah. of that conversation. Okay. Uh, but there's an age, there's an age difference. You know, I feel that, and I will use high school. I feel that while kids are in high school, boys and girls are in high school, they should do high school sports, different sports. They yes. should be doing soccer and lacrosse and maybe it's cross country or track or volleyball or whatever, like in, develop that way and enjoy this. Right. But once you're through high school and you're playing prep school hockey, maybe, or you're going to junior clubs, that's when the development and the training should be geared towards one. Mm -hmm. So I think around 16 and 17 is where the separation starts happening. But I do believe that you still have to make time for other sports to help developing you. But I don't and can't accept any parents that come to me and say, oh, my kids is in five 
summer tournaments and does hockey, hockey, hockey 12 months a year. And mm -hmm. the kid's 12 or the kid's 13. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, no, no, that should not happen. Mm -hmm. You have plenty of time to continue to develop your skills while playing other sports. You want to do a clinic in the summer. You want to be on the ice twice a week in the summer. Fine. But it shouldn't be five days a week plus weekend tournaments for six straight weeks. It's too much. It's too much. And, and I've seen it firsthand, the effect that it's done on young young athletes mm -hmm. that really get to the end and they're like, I'm burned out. I'm burned out. Like I did not get to develop in the way I needed to physically and mentally, and I'm done with it. And then the parents are becoming distraught. Like, Oh, my kid quit hockey. He's because 16. Of all the he money they spent and, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was playing triple A hockey and I traveled around the world and they quit hockey and they don't want to play anymore. They don't want to train in the summer. They don't I'm like, yeah. because they're burnt out. Their bodies and their minds are burnt out. But yeah. I saw it, I, I see it with my daughters too. Not only my daughters in, um, because they do a, a equestrian, they ride horses, right? But my one daughter's like, I want to play volleyball in, in school, modified in middle school. Oh, good, go for it. She tried out for the basketball team. She didn't make it, mm -hmm. uh, but she never played basketball together. And she was only a seventh grader. They took all eight graders. But I'm like, next year, do basketball if you want to, you know, yeah. do tennis, do something, like develop in that way. Now, my 17-year-old daughter, who's got a year and a half left to compete at that level, she's all in. She's all horseback riding right now. Yeah. And she graduated a year early from high school because she wanted to be all in. But wow. you know what? Like, she developed doing other things, and that's important. It is. Now, do you see a world where we ever um, get, like... NHL players doing things um, more publicly and actively over the course of the summer. This is my long-winded way of saying, yeah. can you imagine if we went back to the era of NHLPA having like a, a softball team, softball team, oh traveling softball team, honestly, like talk about like, okay, here we are sitting. Should the NHL have a development league like the NBA and have it on TV in yeah. the summer? How about just the reality of guys wanting to step away from hockey but doing good in the community and having a blast and absolutely raising like keeping your star power which is marketing active over the course of the summer i'm telling you man like these <laughs> this would be awesome if they did it if and reverted back to like the 70s era and also because there was a difference when those players grew up, right? I remember going to see the Quebec Nordiques traveling softball team and they were good. And it was Michel Goulet and Real Cloutier and Mario Gosselin. And it was those guys, they were good. Yeah. Everybody yeah. played. Peter Stastny was on it yeah. and he didn't play any softball growing up, but he tried. Like it was, it was fun. It was good. But Check baseball. I know there was no check baseball. Um, but I don't know if you've seen the documentary on TSN about the toughest softball team to ever. Oh yeah. Play. You were telling me all about the it, Kelly yeah. chase and yeah, yeah. Bob Probert and those guys in Saskatchewan. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They, Ties in they, with our Nathan Pace interview from Leroy Saskatchewan. And, exactly. and like, that's what played, I mean, it is, played softball, right? It's, it's a, it's a battleground for baseball and softball. No question. But I, I don't think we're going to see NHL players say, um, look, I'm maybe golf. We see like guys taking part in ch charity or celebrity golf tournament. Like Joe Pavelski mm -hmm. is at the Tao golf tournament. And but why not mix in some softball? TJ Oshie is in there too. 
I, first of all, I think that the money is so high that you can always get hurt. And if you got hurt playing softball, you wouldn't be getting your money. And there's, look, there's a lot of complication there. But I can tell you this, look, Dominic Moore does a ping pong charity event in right. Toronto. And there's a lot of players that show up and they are good at ping pong. Why? Because a lot of them play tennis. Mm. I was in Banff, Alberta for the Rangers training camp the one year. And I remember seeing Henrik Lundqvist and Dominic Moore go toe-to-toe in tennis. It was like watching Wimbledon right now. They were like hitting it hard. They were No risk of injury, though. Well, it's not. Yes, there is, but not the same. That's Um, not true. It's 100% the same. You're right. right. Anybody can get hurt at any moment. You can get hurt swinging a golf club. But What's actually prompted me to prompt you with this question is I think we see more on social media right now of players doing off-season activities. Could be wakeboarding, could be water skiing, could be this, could be that, could be. And all it takes me back to is like probably early 2000s. Remember when Vladimir Malikov infamously went skating or skiing, pardon me, at Mount Tromblon on the All-Star break? Bunny Hill. And and blew out his knee. And then was like. No, he actually, he was, he had knee surgery, Duffer, and he was still rehabbing. And then during the All-Star break, he did the Bunny Hill with his kids. And there was a picture of him. He wasn't even on the ice yet. And he was. Right, right, right. So they all went crazy about it. (laughs) But I get what you're saying, right? And that's. Like, I think they're putting themselves out there. I think players yes. want to increase their brand for a lack of a better term, because I think that's, you know, it's really. I'd love to see like a, a pickleball, like yes. Dowling and Bauer joining a, an event, right? Like, yes. because it's so hot. But um, yeah, I, I believe that not that it will become like prime example, but my son who's going to go to West Point in a, in a year from now, mm-hmm. he's like, Maybe I should see if I can walk onto the baseball team because he played baseball to a high level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think they'll allow this, right? And but but his mind was thinking, I played baseball and I even played last summer, yeah. right? He's like, maybe I could walk onto the baseball team and just be a sub, just like for the experience and keep me in shape that way. I'm like, yeah. Well, maybe next year you can bring it up, but. I, we don't see two sports athletes anymore. We don't see three sports athletes anymore. We don't see Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. We see tons of baseball players that are like, oh, I played football or football players that played baseball. But at some point, they had to make a decision. It's so different. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would go with lacrosse. But uh, oh. it, 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 the the problem now is like if you were, you know, it, it's having grown up watching the best lacrosse players in the summertime. That was where my mind worked, you know, then it was like, oh, they could, you know, play quote unquote amateur in the summer and then go back to the NHL in the fall. Now, of course, now, of course, like the 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 hockey players, there's there's, there's so many, the the, the nephew, he used to tell me in Long Island, he would have played lacrosse that he loved lacrosse so much that he loved it more than hockey. Mm -hmm. If lacrosse was the same, like career path (laughs) that hockey was, he would have picked lacrosse. Yeah. No, it's it's a long, long, long list. I don't know. I I do think that maybe somewhere down the road we're going to see a little bit more visible team or player association, uh, you know, type off season stuff. That, that again, I think from a standpoint of growing uh, the game and and just staying engaged with people uh, throughout the off season, it, it could be an awful lot of fun. And of course. That's kind of what we do every year in the ramp up to the hockey season, right? Yes. Like we we go through the draft and then development camp, and then this year hockey fest is going to be part of the uh, 
street hockey festival that you don't want to miss, which is taking place during Sabres Fan Fest on September 16th. This has become now this this whole Fan Fest idea has just been such a wonderful. It's right in, you know, you're, you go this and prospects challenge and training camp and exhibition games. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're at October 12th and you're into the regular season. So Sabres Fan Fest, September 16th, and you can get your team together for Hockey Fest, open to all skill levels and ages, youth to adult. Visit sabres.com slash hockey fest to register your team today. We're back after this with more, uh, shall we quotes? say, hockey quotes, words of wisdom, encouragement within the game, all part of our off-season development here on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Oh, it is July 12th, and we still don't have enough time to get through all the laughs and stories that we could share here on Sabres Live on a regular basis. Now, uh, now I'm guessing you were not ever an English major. Is that right? No, no. Okay. Not even close. Do you ever, what would be the French equivalent? Of like, and I'm, I'm th- honestly, this phrase has never popped into my head since like elementary school, yeah. dangling participles. Oh boy. I have no idea. Okay. So do you know means. what made me think about it? I, I still don't know what it means. I never knew what it meant when they were trying to teach it. And, <laughs> and that's how I felt during the break because you never answered the Owen power question. So I feel like it was a dangling participle. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, yes. It was definitely a dangling carrots or something participle. But uh, uh, okay, you asked me at 12.08, and it's now 12.33. Yes. Uh, 
what does Owen Power's next contract look like because of the Keandre Miller bridge? And if it would be a same idea for the Sabres. Or if to the maybe Sabres would bridge. be happy with the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, no, the Sabres would not be happy for the bridge. There's yeah. two reasons why Keandre Miller signed the bridge. One is the cap constraints that the Rangers have. And sure. maybe just saying, look, we'll, we'll keep your cap number low on the two-year bridge and you can hit it later when the cap goes up. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you that Miller's camp went in saying, what's a seven or eight year deal contract looks like? And what's that money looking like? The Rangers couldn't do it. Uh, but the Sabres can. The Sabres can lock Owen, uh, Owen Power in for eight years and still have the flexibility with their, ca- their cap. And knowing that, well, if you lock Power in at, I don't know the number, and maybe it's seven and a half, maybe it's somewhere around there. You don't have to pay him nine or 10 in three, four years down the road, right? So mm-hmm. that to me is why the bridge doesn't make sense unless, and I'm saying unless you have uh, really, you're at an impasse. I would like that extension to be done before camp this year. But if mm-hmm. you're at an impasse and they want nine a year for eight years and you're not willing to go there, then you do the bridge and you say, well, we'll punt it down three years down the road like we did for Rasmus Dahlin. But mm-hmm. I would think the the long term deal is probably the best option. Do you think there's ever a lingering? I, I suppose this is probably an obvious yes, but uh, a lingering impact from um, team friendly contracts. And my example in this case would be years ago when John Klingberg did his long term deal with Dallas, and not a lot of people really knew what level Klingberg could get to. And it seemed like for the better part of that seven year deal, he was underpaid. Like, does that type of thing linger around within the players' association? As um, like, hey, don't make, don't be that guy again. Well, I don't think that they put you on the the big board when you meet with the players' association. But I can tell you this: the players that pushed the envelope, that raised the bar. I remember when I held out. Right, I played a year with the Sabers when Dominic Ashik was hurt, and then he came back in in late January or whatnot, and I held out the next training camp. I like. A year later, I'm at the PA meeting with 300, 300 players. And I remember Ian Pulver, who we saw in Nashville, he was the assistant with Bob Goodnow. And he's like, these are the guys that are paving the way for everybody to get their dollars. And they're like, Marty Baron, he held out like that. They would like almost celebrate the fact that I was a holdout. Like if so, they don't say you took a team friendly deal. You're out of here. They don't expose that but they expose the other side right Mm -hmm. so and just as we're talking i looked at our buddy james finch of afp analytics and his projection with owen power on a short-term deal like a three-year bridge he looks at about four and a half million dollars which is a little over what keandre miller got right yeah and but which would make sense and on a long long long-term deal it's seven years at six and a half million so would would the Sabres go eight years at seven to seven and a half? Yes. Absolutely. I think they would do that, right? So yes, yes, I think that's yes. why it makes sense to go long term. Yeah. Well, this is all part of, the, obviously, the building that is going on with the Sabres and uh, Rochester and Seth Appert and company have been such a huge part of that. Uh, Seth was the one that let me in the building today here as we are at the USA <laughs> Hockey Arena in Plymouth, Michigan. And, you know, it's just nice to kind of be in that uh, that environment where it's all about development. The national team program is here. And Seth himself, you know, having been a part of the program, recognizing that it takes way more than just one voice yes. to teach and bring a group along. And now he finds himself after another successful season with Rochester 
revamping the coaching staff because Michael Pekka has moved on to the Rangers and Mike Weber has moved on to St. Louis. Seth Apper talking about this the other day and welcoming in new assistants. I did enjoy uh, the uh, the situation that we had where Webby and Pex uh, had a tremendous amount of playing experience. I don't. I have a lot of coaching experience. Uh, but that that wasn't going to be the reason I would hire somebody. Uh, to me, you hire people based on who they are first as human beings, uh, the kind of character uh, that they have, uh, the kind of family men they are, uh, and then the ability for us as a staff to have a really strong relationship because the stronger our relationship is the players see that every day and it helps strengthen the bond of the players when they see that the staff's in it together. So um, I didn't think that we'd be able to have uh, 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 even a candidate uh, with Pex's um, playing qualifications. So um, interesting. Vinny and I had a phone call probably six years ago uh, when I was at the U S national program, uh, we were connected by a mutual friend uh, just to talk hockey development, he was coaching youth hockey in the Tampa Scorpions program at the time. And I was really impressed that a player with 1,100 pro NHL games uh, didn't feel he had all the answers when it came to coaching. Uh, that that struck me. And, and all I remember about that conversation is how easy the conversation was for two guys that had never met each other. So fast forward six years later. Um, talking to my former head coach at Ferris State that I played for. He was just calling to catch up after our playoff run. And I, he's like, do you get some time off? I said, unfortunately, I have to hire two assistants. I said that Pacer's probably a likely candidate. And he asked me, do I have an open mind? I, I said, yeah, absolutely. And he said, what about Vinny Prospel? And my, my answer was, how the heck do you know Vinny Prospel? <laughs> well, Vinny this past year went around – uh, to, to guys that he had played for, Mike Sullivan, Jim Montgomery played with, uh, Tortorella to just learn coaching and, and to soak it up and pick up things. And he had a former player in Tampa Bay that played at Fair State. Uh, Fair State is not a glamorous place to go visit in the middle of the winter. Uh, and he went up there for a week behind the scenes, fully immersed himself. And again, I thought that that said a lot about, uh, how seriously he takes the profession. Uh, it was a great little reminder from my former head coach uh, about that Vinny's out there. I remember the great conversation we had uh, that led to me reaching out to Vinny and, and uh, led to probably four or five, six phone calls. And, and then here we are today. And here we are today sitting at the home of U.S. National Team Development and talking with Seth Appert this morning and hearing what an all-encompassing, beautiful answer that was to segue so naturally for Seth from two incredibly well-known names in Sabres and Amherst yeah. history in Michael Pekka and Mike Weber to the new duo, if you will, that will assist Seth in the form of Vinnie Prospel and Nathan Pace, who we had on earlier in the week. Like, And by the way, uh, the Amherst season will open on Friday, October 13th, one day after the Sabres, and they are home on that night to the Bridgeport Islanders who will no longer have Tage Thompson's dad behind the bench because Brent Thompson moved all the way out to uh, Anaheim to take an assistant role with the Ducks. So funny, isn't it? How connected this world is. I love it. It is not even six degree of the separation. People in Buffalo understand that. But what I love most about Seth Appert's quote about an open mind is that for years, it was always, you know, you do it one way and that's the way it works and you keep redoing it. 
And now it's about having an open mind. And listen, you're going to swing and miss and you're going to swing and hit home runs, right? That's the way it goes. But having an open mind just helps you develop and helps you continue in your growth. And I'll be honest with you, like when the Montreal Canadiens hired Marty St. Louis and they asked him, you know, what do you have about experience? He goes, you you coach a, a midget team. He goes, nope, it was a peewee team. Like he corrected the, the, the reporter saying, it's not a midget team. It was a peewee team that I coach. Uh, Vinny Prospel, same thing, right? Like, yes, he has some experience in Europe and, you know, things like that in coaching youth hockey, but, but that's the open-mindedness that you need to have to be able to put your staff together and continue to grow. And I, I love that by Seth Appert. I met Vatslav Prospel, not fully yet Vinny Prospel, yeah. almost 25 years ago when I was covering the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, say, Sabres and, fans should remember Vatslav Prospel with yes. the Ottawa Senators. And to think that you and I are sitting here on this day in 2023 and that Prospel's first AHL coaching job will be as an assistant with the Rochester Americans is mind-blowing to me. And I think, as you listen to Vinny here, it might be still a little surprising to him, too. I'm a huge surprise because, like, uh, pretty much uh, two, three weeks ago, I uh, I had my mindset on uh, going back to uh, back to Tampa, being for a third year in a row, sort of uh, away from the pro hockey, but uh, being uh, being just a full-time dad. And all of a sudden, I, I got a phone call from Seth and... Uh, I can say it was uh, it lasted more than one hour that phone call and and we uh you know we could have spoken pretty much all afternoon uh, my time because uh you know I was already in check but uh it was um it was awesome to talk to uh talk to said about about hockey practices uh, the the game and everything like that and you know when once I retired uh I uh, I had the opportunity to start scouting for the New York Rangers when Glenn Sader called me, but I only done it for three months because uh, somehow something kind of led me towards the bench because I I believe uh, coaching is the best thing, best next thing to playing, and you can't play forever, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, I think coaching is the is the something that I would love to pursue, and uh, and I didn't. As soon as I started talking to Seth. Uh, I felt that uh, this is going to be a great opportunity personally for me. And I, I didn't want to, let's say I didn't have the balls to pass up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Duffer, you're on mute. So your mutation, because you know why? Because Dylan Larkin walked by, well, no, a little kid with a Dylan Larkin jersey walked behind you a couple of times, probably screaming, where's Dylan? Where's Dylan? So anyway, uh, uh, great that's... quote by Vinny Prospel. I didn't have the, you know what, to pass it up. Uh, and that's him. That He's, that's he's him. a raw person. Like I said, I sat next to him in Philly, and after 10 days in Philly, he looked over to me and goes, Marty, is, is the sun ever coming up here in Philadelphia? Because he had been in Tampa for seven years. Like, it's he, he's, he's unfiltered, but he's awesome. So back in those Ottawa days, uh, and I can't remember which season, but I think he'd been there a couple of years. He is still, to this day, one of the very few players who confronted me based on what I had been saying, you know, like on a broadcast. And he and I knew that it was factual, 
He just didn't really like the facts at that point. And I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at a roster from the senators from back in that time. And I know he was on a line with Colin Forbes, but I can't for the life of me think of who the third person was on that line. The point was that collectively, you know, add their all their games played together, like it was zeros. Like oh. <laughs> and it was and again, it was simply fact, but the fact that he is that passionate and even at that young age was well aware of what was being said, right? And more importantly, his own personal expectations. That's what drives, like, you don't, it's not misguided passion. It's, it's because you care. If you didn't care, you're never going to, you're not, you're not going to have that conversation. Right. And, and that's what I love to see is that Seth now has, again, two guys that care so much. And that's kind of where it starts here. It's, it's great. And because we're talking about hockey quotes today, yeah. I'm just going to leave it out there with a little tease. Well, when we come back after the break, we're going to go through some of the Twitter response we've had. But I got a great Vinny Prospel quote that also could leak into a great softball slow pitch quote that I had on the field at one point. So I, I feel like we need to let that marinate through the break, because if not, we're going to pass through the red light. We're going to have a 30 second last segment. So yes. I feel like we we need to like to take a time out and go into the next one. And as we do, we're five days away from Give 716. It's yes. coming up real quick, uh, giving, well, it's actually less than five because the period of uh, time is going to be July 16th at 7.16 p.m. and then end on Tuesday, July 18th at 7.16 a.m. So come together to raise money for local nonprofits with a chance to receive some great items such as Give 716 shirts, bills, autograph, mini helmets, Sabres autograph, jerseys. View the full schedule at give716.org. Everything Marty talked about and maybe fill in the blank when we come back on Sabres Live. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Oh, boy. There's so little time. Marty, take it away. Big finish. Okay, big finish. Well, we asked for uh, motivational quotes on Twitter today, and the response was great, but it was almost a wrong answer only because it became a lot of movie quotes and gifts, right? So we're getting like putting on the foil like the Hanson brothers in Slapshot. We're also getting uh, two minutes by yourself, and uh, you feel shame, you know. Uh, that's Danny Lemieux in Slapshot at the start of the movie. And this one was from uh, DJ Saleta, and he says, For Marty, we're getting ducks fly together. From the Mighty Ducks, our great moments are born from great opportunity. 
Herb Brooks in Miracle. Um, so we're getting all of these type of, of, of quotes. And I love it. I think that's great. Now, we were talking about softball earlier. And uh, so Mark says, you know what, Jerry Corrad played softball. So I want to tell a little softball story. Because I was playing for the Eastern Hills Wesleyan Church. I was center field with my buddy Jim and Jake were the young adult pastor and the youth pastor next to me. And a ball got hit over my head. And I yelled really loud, holy bleep, as I'm running back. And I'm like, this is a church softball league. What are you doing? But then it led me to Vinny Prospel when you're in New York. Like we're getting booed at MSG. And he's looking at the fans after the first period. He's saying, bleep you, bleep you all, bleep you all. We're playing hard, bleep you all. So there's a great <laughs> Vinny Prospel quote. It is always a great day for hockey. Thanks for being with us today, folks. We'll see you again tomorrow on Sabres Live. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.